I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Oh, welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. With the second pick in the 2019 Locked on Mavs draft, Isaac Harris, what you got? I was going to say, I thought you were going to say Isaac Harris selects. Nasir Little out of North Carolina. <laughs> Kobe White. Kobe White. It's draft day. By the way, Kobe White was on the Tonight Show with R.J. Barrett, Jackson Hayes, Darius Garland, and DeAndre Hunter. And they had to do the game where they throw random objects into a basketball hoop. And Kobe Who White, won? I think, threw a water... No, no, it was DeAndre Hunter. He threw a water balloon, like a huge water balloon that's like the size of a small child's head. Huh. And he had to th- throw the water balloon into the hoop. And it literally, he threw it, and it landed on the rim, and half of it went in, and they showed it in slow motion. Half of it went inside the rim, and half of it was outside, and then it bounced out. <laughs> and there was another one. You have to, you guys have to go watch it on YouTube. But there's another one where there was a mannequin head with a Knicks hat on it. And uh, guess who threw the Knicks hat with the, the mannequin head? R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett picks it up. He takes the hat off of it. He pretends to put the hat on his head, and he looks at all the other guys, and they're all cracking up. And Jimmy Jimmy Fallon has obviously no idea who any of these guys are. And he he takes the hat and he like puts it back. And Jimmy's like, "Oh, I like that. I like that." And then he he throws it and he misses. But hmm. so Kyle, I, was, I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, if he's gonna miss a shot. Actually, no, he made it. He's the one that made it. Oh, dang. There goes my jokes. Darius Garland missed, though. He missed uh, Fudgy the Whale Cake, I think. It's Anyways, draft day. <laughs> I love the freaking NBA. I love all sports drafts. I just love them. I, you love the I'm MLB one... draft? Okay, not those. That but one, the I MLB like... draft sucks. I Sorry, like Josh Dak. Draft. Josh Dak is the only person I know in existence that loves the MLB draft. No, no. It's like, hey, let me draft you. Not all... If... If you, if we ever do see you, it's going to be in like four years. But I, know. I love the NFL draft. I love the NBA draft. I just, I, I just love celebrating these people and their lives changing. And I just think it's really cool. Mo, there's not a single guy gets drafted. I'm like, ah, oh. like, yeah, I don't. You, they all have a neutral emotion for me, right? I'm, or I'm all like super hyped for every single player. And I'm just sitting they, over here like, congrats for hitting the genetic lottery. <laughs> i'm just kidding they all work really hard and they all you know practice all the time and they have so much dedication to the craft and you know but yeah zion hit the genetic lottery <laughs> i'm super hyped for zion to be in the league he seems like a cool dude too He's, and... uh, you see the clip with him and elmo <laughs> what clips are, what are these crazy clips that you're watching <laughs> i think it was nba cares that tweeted out this video it was it was rj barrett Cam Reddish and Zion and Elmo's like sitting there and he's like, he's like, I'm going to see a cool basketball trick. And Zion like takes the ball and spins it on his finger. And he's like, wow. <laughs> Sounds like a very strange clip. 
<laughs> it was. Mike Schmidt tweeted it and said, my kids have never been more interested in the draft than right now. <laughs> or it was Gavoni. Again, I get them confused. <laughs> yes. In person, I don't get them confused, but I get their voices confused. Yes. So, all right, on the podcast today, we don't have anything to talk about, so we're taking listener questions. Just kidding. We, we have so much stuff to talk about. There's Call so, in. There's, <laughs> there's so many topics. Um, we have to talk about Al Horford, yes. who who came and went faster than any Maverick, not even DeAndre Jordan, just just faster than any Maverick. Was, Did he go, was, though? Was Came oh, and sure. went faster than anybody. We have the Mike Conley trade. An actual trade went down. And it affects the Mavericks. It really does. So we're going to talk about that. And then Mark Stein went on Ben and Skin. I, I wrote down a bunch of notes from it. And he talked about all the players that we want to talk about. He talked about Beverly, Brogdon. He talked about Kemba. He talked about uh, the Thunder situation. He talked about Al Horford. And so we'll talk about all of that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But Isaac, before we do that, on Himalaya, how many followers do you think we have right now? on the new Himalaya podcast app. Gosh, I don't know. Are we in second place? We have 497. We're three more away from 500. So three more of you Raccoon Squad members have to download the Himalaya app, the new podcast app, and follow Lockdown Mavericks. And don't follow Lockdown NBA. We're trying to catch them. They're at 575. They keep getting more followers. How dare they? Uh, Unsubscribe for them. But we are definitely we are definitely in, in second place. We are firmly in second place. Locked on Jazz is in third place, and they have 310, and we almost have 500. So <laughs> pretty much fast them up. So uh, if anyone gets on here and starts looking at shows, they're like, oh, my gosh, this Locked on Mavericks show is popping. Man, what do they got going on? So thanks to everybody who has downloaded uh, and made multiple accounts. Some people have talked talk to me about making multiple accounts on, yes. on Himalaya. And second – I saved this. I didn't want to tease it at all. The most important news of the day. I'm ready. I have no clue what you're about to say. LeBron. No. AD. No matter what you're about to say is not Damian Lillard. Clay Thompson. The Ogwamike sisters. And the goat herself, Diana Taurasi. That's the only goat that's in that movie. That's the cast of Space Jam 2. Okay, I do really like the WNBA players being it. I thought that was really cool. The GOAT. Diana Besides Tarassi. that, nothing else. Diana Taurasi is the leading scorer all time in the WNBA. She has multiple titles. I don't remember off the top of my head. She is she is the GOAT, the undisputed GOAT. No one, no one else. Uh, yes. Except for like Cheryl Miller because she didn't get to play a lot because the W didn't come around until whatever. But yeah, very excited for that. I'm excited for the Ogo Mike sisters. They're the... Uh, they're the they're not twins. I think they're like two years apart, but they both play for the Sparks right now, and uh, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, Chine Ogwumike. No, been... I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. What? The it's movie's gonna be, gonna be good... awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be a good NBA community moment. I think it'll be an NBA community moment. I don't think the movie will be awesome. If I get to see Damian Lillard in a movie, I'm, it's gonna be awesome. If I get to see Diana Taurasi in a movie, it's awesome. I don't care. I don't care what the plot is. Okay. Would you say The Expendables is good? No, I because don't care about a, any... Because there's a lot about, of people in that movie that would be like, I don't care like, about any of those Whoa. people. <laughs> that has a lot of <laughs> big-time stars in those movies. They'd be like, man, that's crazy. That's awesome. Uh, but, the yeah, whatever. Yeah, but they're not Dame Lillard and Diana Taurasi and Clay Thompson. What? How's Clay Thompson going to star in this movie? And just not talk? Just see, yeah. They'll put him in a wheelchair and <laughs> have to just roll around. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it'd be cool, I guess. I mean, I guess I'll go see it, but 
I will definitely go see it. I have my AMC Stubbs list card, and I don't even know if I'll still go to see it. <laughs> we have to, we have to give this movie money so that a, that AD can get the money back for his trade kicker. No, boycott it all. <laughs> don't you know go. that's how it's going down. The Ruffles deal, Space Jam Two. That's how they're recouping all this money. He's going to turn down. He'll get By the way, there. all right, I'm going to let you just revel in all this. The Lakers trade go. is just complete crap. I mean, <laughs> it is just it just. He got the guy. I mean, they got the guy. I'm still, I'm still happy they got AD. I mean, they it still isn't even for sure yet. It's still just you know a report. But more stuff just keeps coming out. Um, Ramona Shelburne went on the went on the jump today and said that basically the way that it's been playing out is the way that it has been playing out. The, in in that uh, Rob Palenka didn't know about the dates that it needed to happen for the cap to work so that they could have a max slot. And so basically, what happened was the the trade was agreed to and then he looked and read all these pieces and was like oh crap i have to go and actually do this at a different date and if he had known that he would have made that a point at the beginning of the trade talks that like hey we're not doing this until july you know 30th or whatever and so now they're talking about scrambling (laughs) not eggs they're scrambling to find a third third party to get in on this and (sighs) my faith in rob blanca is not very high hate to see it (laughs) so I'll let all of you guys enjoy that. I am I I do not feel good about his ability to fill out the rest of the roster. However, uh, he are, did it last year though. I mean, they are going to get Kyle Korver, so <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, do you want to actually? Let's take a break. We might as well take a take an early break, and when we come back, hmm. we'll get into Al Horford, who came and went. He was a Maverick. He's not a Maverick anymore. Could still be a Maverick. Was he Maverick? When we come back. All right, Isaac. Al Horford, according to league sources, were for, for uh, Kevin O'Connor. They are the favorite to land Al Horford. Many Dallas people, including uh, Brad Townsend, Mark Stein, I think Tim McMahon even weighed in and said that that is not true. <laughs> um, so, uh, but Zach Lowe came and said that it was also. You know, interesting that that uh, the Mavericks are in on this um, Al Horford thing. So it seems like there's two sides. It feels like the agent really wants the Mavericks to be in on this. It feels like the Mavericks aren't necessarily in on this. Um, Mark Stein did say this on Ben and Skin today. He said, I don't think the Mavericks are a favorite for Al Horford. That's his quote. And he said, Al Horford has a four-year promise in excess of $100 million and that it is not the Mavericks that have given him that promise. So, if anybody was worried about that, it's not the Mavericks, so we don't have to worry about that. What do you make of this two-sided trade or this two-sided free agency rumor thing with Al Horford? Yeah, I mean, your gut reaction is it is a agent trying to drive up the price or um, not only the price, but the I don't know the chatter around his guy. But I do think I don't even know if it's that though because I don't think Horford does all that stuff with Boston unless he has something in the bag and I think it is a situation people would love to have Al Horford on the team whether whatever the Mavericks think of him how I feel about him being in Dallas is still the exact same what we said on yesterday's pod I would love him in Dallas yes I would 
I would. I would pay him the four years, $100 million. I'd pay him 25 for the next four years. I would not be as um, ecstatic about the four years as if it was a three-year deal. but Oh, for sure. It's not ideal. I would, lo- I would love for it to be two years, three years. But for the guy he is, the player he is, and the fit with Porzingis, I would like that. Now, Stein did make a very good point of saying he's a pick-and-pop guy. KP's a pick-and-pop guy. And that goes back to what Dallas – makes that five position in their yeah. offense in Rick's yeah, I offense. That, I that was very telling. Horford. Now, do, and that's why if you ask me what what do I think Dallas will do with the center spot, I think it will be the the bullpen type of approach. Um I would like for them to go after Horford, but I I think that they're going to want to spend their money on the wing or guard instead of a big. So, and if they're not super ecstatic about this Horford thing, I think that can tell us a little bit about the DeMarcus Cousins situation too. Yeah. Right? I don't think they're going to go after DeMarcus Cousins if this is the way that they feel like about feel about Al Horford cuz offensively, you know, they 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 don't do similar things cuz obviously they're they're very different, but they're they're similar hmm function, style? No. Well, I think it would, <laughs> I would I think it depend on the price though cuz I I think that it's the way they, they view the center spot, which is yes. what we've been going off because if you are bringing back Maxi, which I think they're very confident in bringing him back, um, Maxi, you know, and Dwight, you got KP playing spot five minutes. You know, who's going to be that banger type? So, and how much we are you willing to pay for that banger type? Yeah, if you're telling me if it, if it's two weeks into free agency and Demarcus Cousins is setting on offers around ten to twelve million dollars, uh, yeah, I think that I think. That would make more sense compared to you know something else. But by the way, talk. Maxi doing a uh, Mavs camp today. Oh really? Yep. Cool. Glad he's back in town. So um, but no, yeah, the Horford thing. Uh, I think he'll. De- I think he will get his money somewhere. Where that's at, he's I got have a promise. No he's got a promise from a non-tampering team that would never tamper ever. So who knows? <laughs> never tamper. I think it's definitely you know obviously a team that wants uh, that is a going to be a winning team we i think we talked about some on yesterday's pod the clippers uh, if he if Kawhi's going there and the clippers created the space by un- offloading gallo uh, i think horford and Kawhi going to that clippers team would be deadly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and super scary outside of that i don't see why the lakers would do it with ad um i don't see you know what he do brooklyn with Kyrie. i don't know like what just some of these situations you know I don't know what that would look like for him, but yeah, I would love him in Dallas. Do I think he'll be in Dallas? I probably know on that because I just, like I said, I think Dallas wants to do a, a couple different routes uh, than that. But um, I love Horford though. I love him. Love Horford. I'm in. I'm in on Horford, but it seems like the Mavericks aren't. I'm gonna trust the 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 Mavs. Are, sorry, my computer just froze for a second. And I almost freaked out. I thought you um, froze, and I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just gonna sit here. So, hey, the three reporters that you trust, the three I one, mean, the, like three of the, you know, what was the who's the fourth one? Woj, I guess. <laughs> so, well, like, yeah, just national guys, whatever. So the the three have spoken, and it, it it's not that. They won't end up with Horford because if they do, then everybody's going to come back and be like, oh, they were. It's just that it's not a done deal right now. And I don't even wouldn't even know if they would consider the favorites. I feel like whoever offered and promised that four year in excess of a hundred million dollar deal. That's the team that's in the lead right now. And Mark Stein says it's not the Mavericks. So 
Yeah, and you have to wonder, too, like how whoever that team is, is that something that just came up, you know, because or how long did you know the Horford thing was going to happen? Because if if you have a team, let's just say let's just say Dallas has had had a plan going along for a while and like, hey, this is the plan. This is the target we're going after. Like if the Kimba thing comes to fruition or at least have the meeting, uh, you know, Twelve oh one. What's not even twelve oh one? A six oh one. If they have, yeah, you know, time yeah. If they have the meeting right, like that, at least plays into the idea of there was a plan in place for a long time. If this Horford thing truly did come out of nowhere, then that, you know, and the offers there, then that probably wasn't part of a team's plan. That was a team calling a, calling an audible or a team having money saying, "Whoa, Al Horford's available. Let's switch up our whole summer plans right now and let's go after Al Horford." So whether that's Dallas or not, you know, we'll see. But there's still so much crap that has to play out over the next, even the next 24 hours. What what's going to happen with the draft? We could see, you know, another name or two in the league move with the draft stuff, and the rumors over the next week and a half is going to just be insane. Every single day, things happen, and uh, it's wild. Speaking of things happening every single day, the Mike Conley trade. Utah finally got Mike Conley. It had been reported for, I mean, it feels like weeks that they they were in the driver's seat Months. to get Mike Conley. <laughs> Months almost, yeah. thought it was going to happen at the deadline. Jay Crowder, Kyle Korver, your boy, Grayson Allen, the 23rd pick in the draft today, and a 2020 pick that I believe is top eight protected. And hmm. um, this trade is is bad for the Mavericks. <laughs> I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, because the the Mavericks are trying to get in the playoffs. They need one of these teams to fall out, right? They need one of these teams that we consider locks. You know, your Spurses, your Lakerses, your Clipperses, your your uh, Jazzes, your Thunderses. Like, they need one of the, the Warriors. They need one of these teams to fall out, the Trailblazers. And with Mike Conley... I think that that solidifies the Jazz as like one or two in the West in the regular season. Yeah, I mean it's they're going to be again, they're going to do what what Denver did this year. I feel like the Jazz are going to do this next year. Yeah, because I mean you obviously look at what's one. It's hard to predict what's going to happen right now because we got to see how everything plays out. We and yet see I if, will. Uh, Tony Snell to Detroit. Okay. This okay. This is this will come. We'll talk about this later because Mark Stein brought this up. So um, this is anyway. bad for the Mavs too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like when you look at the landscape, like we gotta see if Palinka, you know, can, you know, tell truthful stories or not, and actually build a roster around those two guys. You gotta see um, just how what happens to Houston, all this different stuff. But so we went through some teams the other day of hey. Super early, super quick. What could, you know, who could be locks in the playoffs in the West? Right now, as is, Utah has to be in your top two, top three teams in the West. Because Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell, heck of a pairing. Absolutely love it. I love the mentorship to Donnie Mitchell. I love him playing with Mitchell. I love Mitchell playing off the ball to Mike Conley. I love every bit of that. Uh, then you get you still keep Gobert. You have Ingles in this situation. They still keep Favors, uh, which it looks like they're going to hold on to him. Which, Definitely. but, that but the thing, them. yeah, which they still honestly could 
you know, could still waive him and save some money, a little bit of money and go out for somebody else. They could, but it looks like they'll, they love love favors. They don't want to get rid of him. Looks like they'll keep him. Um, they kept Dante Exum in a deal, which I thought that was shocking that they pulled off this deal without Dante Exum. Uh, I'm still on Exum Island. I still a believer in him and, uh, I like him. So it's interesting there and they still have, I think they still have their mid level. Uh, possibly I think they could go after, you know, another Ford, another wing. I think you'll see that of a Jay Crowder <laughs> type of replacement. The Bucks Pistons deal. The Pistons are sending John Lord to the Bucks. So basically if they're able to keep Miritich, they just have all the, all the white stretch, stretch fours in the league. Miritich, Elisova, John Lord. They might get be Ryan, trade for Ryan. Anderson. Yeah, get Ryan Anderson and you'll just have all of them. <laughs> Again, we'll talk about that later. But. but but with the Mike Conley thing in Utah, if we're looking at it from a Mavs angle, this kind of takes them out of Tobias Harris and D'Angelo Russell. And if you know, it's two yeah. names mm-hmm. that some people have threw out there with Dallas and would Dallas be interested in all this stuff. Tobias Harris in Utah has been a natural uh, talking point for a lot of people. And uh, Mike Conley is their guy in that. So does Tobias stay in Philly? If not, does he go somewhere else? Uh, D'Angelo Russell was kind of a you know a natural fit with Utah, but um, yeah. So I think from a Mavs angle, you look at that and say, hey, that takes uh, that takes a playoff team and potential suitor off the table for some of these other guys. For sure, it takes one of the. And I wasn't. I mean, Milwaukee or not Milwaukee, Utah doesn't seem like a super popular destination for free agents, so I wasn't super worried about them. But yeah, it does take somebody off the table, and. For me, it more it means more in the playoff run. This is this is going to be a team that the Mavericks play multiple times during the season, and it's just going the games are just going to be harder if they face them in the playoffs. It's just going to be harder then. This is a team that's going to beat up on a bunch of other teams, and the more that teams beat up on other teams, the more that teams are going to have to win more games. <laughs> you know, it just comes down to, uh, and then teams won't rest guys as much, and then they'll have to fight to get in the playoffs. the The West is just going to be a bloodbath. I mean, if if Kawhi goes to the Clippers. I mean, no, I mean, yeah, seriously. I mean, I'm literally looking at the standings from last year. Golden State, I mean, they're going to be back. The, they might move down a little bit, but then then Denver's going to be right there. They they probably have a move in them this offseason, whether it's a and, trade or. And for some of the people that think that Golden State is not going to be as good, they're not going to be as good in a playoff series when you can expose guys like Quinn Cook. In the regular season, yeah. they're still going to be really good. They still have two guys that are top. I don't know. Steph's top 10 and Draymond's probably top what? 30 top 25. So they still have those two guys that are, that are two of the best duo that maybe have ever played. <laughs> I mean, they, they just play so well off of each other. And, and I was gonna, texting and they're going to come back as like the team that has something to prove now because they, they might get clay Thompson back in February. They might get clay Thompson back in, you know, at the beginning of the playoffs and he'll be able to, you know, to hobble around and, and hit some, you know, you know, pull up jumpers or whatever. I was texting somebody the other day that's really close with the Warriors and a particular family on the Warriors. Um, and I was texting just about the Warriors plans in summer and all that stuff. And their response back to me is watch out for MVP staff next year. Yeah. Because it's go wild. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be complete unleash complete i mean and if there's somebody that heard the slander from this past year which is just stupid uh and now he's gonna be missing clay and probably kd you know well obviously kd whether he stays or goes but 
I mean, now we're going to see, you could get old Steph back of, I mean, high usage, high shot attempts and everything. And I mean, we could see some crazy stuff from Steph next year. But anyway, Golden State, Denver's going to be back. Portland, I mean, come on. They were just the three seed in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, Utah, I mean. And Portland's getting Nurkic back too. Yes, Nurkic back. They probably have some type of move in them. Houston, if they keep the squad together, I mean, they're not falling off. Utah just made the Conley trade. They're, I mean, up there. I mean, right there, that's five teams. Now we're looking at OKC. They still have two top 15 guys. Yeah, and I I want us to talk about them at some point in a sec. The Clippers, if they get Kawhi. The Lakers, (laughs) I mean, what? It's just it's just stupid at this point. Then we're, then obviously we're looking at you know Dallas and San Antonio. They're not dropping off. Sacramento going to keep getting the West is literally absolutely insane. Pelicans and, getting Zion. Yeah, the Pelicans are going to be super I mean, fun, and then we're going to look over Zion, at the East and freaking Orlando. I don't think, think Zion's going to be as good as Luca in his first year, but he he could come in and be that. I mean, he could come in and be a twenty point per game guy just off of you know hustle and lobs from Lonzo and. and Stuff like that set up from other people. And if he is, then man, that's that's a dangerous team too. It could be like a thirty five it could be like a thirty eight win team next year, and that's just taking wins away from everyone else. Uh, don't, don't we have an early board bet on Pelicans Kings wins? Yeah, I but Pelicans. I picked thirty eight for a reason because the Kings had thirty nine wins last year, so Okay. And the Kings Pelicans too, the Kings the they could get Vooch. If the Kings get Vooch, then all of a sudden they're a different team. That's very true. It might take them a while to figure it out though, but they're different too. They got they got a ton of space. They have a ton of space that they'll give all of it to Harrison Barnes, hopefully. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the Conley trade is is weird. For what did you think about this trade for from Memphis though? Uh, Memphis gets Jay Crowder, Kyle Korver, Grayson Allen, the twenty third pick, and then the, this twenty twenty pick. And twenty third, who knows? I mean, the, they could get they could get a, a solid guy with that. They're they're trying to go for upside. They're one of these teams that wouldn't pick. Like a win now type player, they're going all all upside. It feels like with John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jay Crowder. What? What? I mean, this is like the yeah. fifth. This is the fifth time he's been traded, right? I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of be down on Jay Crowder here if they're just giving him away for free. Uh, if they wanted to flip him somewhere, yeah, bring, bring him back. back. Bring back Jay. Bring, bring I mean, him back. I feel like any team in the league would want Jay Crowder right now. Yeah, I mean Memphis has a need for him if they want to fill just fill the roster. I mean he he'd yeah. probably start for him, but uh, I mean I think it's a decent haul for him. Okay, I'll say decent, but I say I think it's a decent haul for him when they the fact that they waited to trade him could they've gotten more at the deadline. We don't know, but they they waited to trade him till now, and then on paper you get a first round pick from last year. You get two more first. You know, and Grayson Allen was the first round pick last year. Then you get two more first, and then you know Jay Crowder. They're probably going to you know wave Corver's non guaranteed or he's or going to the Lakers. Let's just say this: <laughs> you love that, don't you? Laker Kyle Corver or Maverick. Hey, I'd be down for that too. We need shooting. I win. I win both ways with this, Isaac. <laughs> I hope you understand this. This has been my Son. ploy the whole time. And then if he goes so, somewhere else, I could do a video for free Dawkins. So I just I just win no matter what happens. <laughs> I no, but but I mean I think it just comes down to you getting Grayson Allen, who is a young uh, first round pick from last year, and you get two firsts. The fact that you get those three assets in the deal for Mike Conley, I mean I think it's a decent haul for him. It's wild. And they're gonna. That, it's wild that Grayson Allen was like 
you know, that 20, they're getting a, the 23rd pick in the 2019 draft. And Grayson Allen was just that, but it seems like that, two, that 23rd pick in 2019 is so much more valuable than Grayson Allen, right? Like it's just yeah. so crazy how much these draft picks are, you know, like, like cars, really like a new car. As soon as you drive it off the lot, it just doesn't mean as much. Unless you're the They're, Pacers and it's Aaron Holiday, then all of a sudden it just means the world to you. So. Mind blown with that. Zach Lowe <laughs> saying that the Pacers would not surrender a couple of firsts and Aaron Holiday for Mike Conley. I'm like, you are so close. It, it just goes down my same dang rant again. You wouldn't, like have Indiana, to give up top, you wouldn't have to give up Turner or Sabonis. You would literally roll out Miles Turner, Oladipo, Mike Conley. Like, what, like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> but anyway. So... Cool. Um, there, okay, so the protections on the 2020 pick are interesting. This is from Chris Harrington. Uh, it's protected 1 through 7 and 15 through 30 in 2020. So if it lands between 8 and 14, then it goes to, to Memphis, which probably won't, right? Mm, so this is a jazz, the jazz pick. Yeah. Then in 2021, it's the same thing. Then it's only protected 1 through 6. Uh, in uh, in 2022. So this is a 2022 first round pick. Yeah, well, I will say this. I mean, you are looking at when this pick could possibly convey, I think a secret part or just a low-key part of this is I think you're looking at that's when Conley and Gobert are off the books technically or at least older. Yeah. So They'll re-sign Gobert. Yeah. Unless he turns little... into Roy Hibbert. Who don't – that's tough. <laughs> I mean, that's the only reason. The Roy Hibbert thing is still wild to me. I, I think back to it because somebody, I think it was Justin Rowan that, that tweeted that uh, the Jazz the Jazz SB Nation account just goes wild sometimes. Lakers Twitter and Jazz Twitter were going at it today, and it was it was wild. Um, but he tweeted he tweeted like comparisons to all the the Memphis guys because they were like, "Well, what is you don't know what it's like to get three stars," and like literally none of those guys have been to an All Star team. <laughs> and he tweeted. <laughs> A picture of Lowry, Dion Waiters, and Roy Hibbert <laughs> in comparison to the Jazz guys. Uh, and the Roy Hibbert thing, he was so good for like three years. He was the best center in the NBA. It was wild. Oh, yeah. That Pacers just, team with David West. Yeah, then he just fell off the, the face of the earth. So The earth. Um, what he went you on think Parks and Rec, the- by the way. He did an appearance on Parks and Rec, and that's what, that's what ruined him, I guess. Entertainment 720 was his downfall. I feel like we had a decent amount of people tweet us today about the OKC stuff. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get to Mark Stein, and then uh, he talked about the OKC stuff, and we will get to it. All right, Isaac, so we talked about Mark Stein, how he said that the Mavericks were not the favorite for Al Horford. Uh, they did not offer him or promise him a you know four-year deal. Um in excess of $100 million, which is crazy. He also was talking about the Thunder, and he said that you know something that he could see the Mavericks get into. He didn't feel like he had any intel on it. But he also said this that I thought was interesting. The Thunder put the S in stealth. The Thunder are a team that just come out of nowhere and do the Paul George trade. They come out of nowhere and do the James Harden trade. I mean, just these things that uh, not a lot of reporters have really good sources with the Thunder, apparently. They're even more – I think – even more so than the Mavericks. Uh, they just don't have teams that are that's plugged in. And maybe that's maybe that's because that team hasn't been in that area long enough. 
that area is not a big, I mean, it's not a big market. So there's just not a, like, there's not a McMahon that's stationed there. You know, there's not a, a Stein that that's there. Uh, things like that. So the Thunder thing is interesting. Apparently that the, the story is that they're looking to try and trade their, what pick do they have? 21 to get off of some of these guys. So Roberson, Dennis Schroeder and Steven Adams. Is that something you'd be interested in? This one's so tough because the deal has to be made now. Yes. You know, it's not a something today. In, in, I mean, before yes. maybe you're listening to this. In hindsight, like, well, this is the type of deal. Like, man, I would be, I would be down for this if free agency happened before the draft. If this was like the last resort, or if this was, hey, you missed out on a couple guys. And you're like, all right, I still have this because the problem is if you say. Yeah, I'll take on Andre, you know, Roberson for that twenty-first pick. Well, man, you're immediately cutting thirteen to what? Thir- uh, probably like thirteen million in cap sp- of your cap space next. I mean, this summer, like right now. So that's the, you know that's the thing. Even like because you're factoring in that first round pick salary plus Roberson's money, it's probably what you know thirteen million something around that range. I mean, immediately it takes away from your cap. So yeah. the Stephen Adams thing. Here's the thing that somebody texted me today and, and asked me about, and I was like, okay, that's something to think about. I don't know, and I can't speak on this fully because I don't know OKC's full cap situation. It's how terrible. much? <laughs> oh, but, well, no, 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 no. But how much more? How much money do they need to shed to get underneath the luxury tax? Dang. Because here's my thing: Would the Stephen Adams, Courtney Lee offset in salary get them under the luxury tax? To where you're basically surrendering like ten million of your cap space for Steven Adams, if that makes sense. Yeah. Does well, that make sense? Yeah, to you're trying to figure out how much they, they need to get up. Um let's see. Like Courtney Lee will be making like twelve million dollars next year. Steven Adams next year will be making twenty five point eight next year. So would that thirteen million offset you know, would that save, would that get them under luxury tax? I don't know. But if, and if it would, would Dallas surrender 13 million of their cap space this summer to get Steven Adams for the most part? That's where I would be a little bit more interested, especially if you know, you're not going to get a Kimba, uh, you know, somebody like that to where it's going to cost a ton of money or it's going to cost 30 million to where then, then you could still continue down your route of, adding two guys or three guys. If Steven Adams is one of the two or three guys that you add, that would be, um, that would be ideal. Okay. So according to early bird rights, the Jeff Siegel, um, site, it looks to me, and I could be reading this wrong, but it looks like they need to get, to shed 19 million to get under the luxury tax. Okay. We'll scratch everything. that I just said, that's what it looks like. I mean, and it, it makes sense. If you look at their numbers too. Westbrook making 38.5, Paul George making 33, Steven Adams making 25. That, that alone is your tax, right? Like that alone is your, your salary cap. Well, I mean, Schroeder in that situation, 15, Schroeder making 15.5, Roberson making 10.7, Jeremy Grant making 9.3, Patrick Patterson making 5.7, Terrence Ferguson making 2.4, the the twenty first pick would make two point four. Nerlens is you know his cap hold and all that stuff. I mean, it, well, if in that situation, then Schroeder Schroeder or Roberson's not going to cut it. I mean, that's not going to get him underneath the tax. So or, you know. yeah, and who's going to take in twenty five million dollars of two of those guys? Or you that's could, where you I'll, could do like a like Schroeder and Patterson. 
but that's $20 million. That's $21 million. Yeah. I don't know about that. I think. I could be wrong about that, but it says tax base. Tax base negative 19. So, yeah. <laughs> Again, all this stuff, there's, it's so complicated. There are very smart people that know it better than me. Yeah, so scratch that. I mean, see, that wouldn't even you know that wouldn't even work. So therefore, I don't think Dallas is going to be interested in that. But you also have to cap. look at the, the luxury tax as however much they're over the luxury tax. That's how much more they have to pay. So even if they get some relief, they're they're just looking for some yeah. relief too. So I mean, like you said, if they can just get rid of some of these guys, then maybe that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, I could see that for sure. So anyway, thought that was interesting. Now let's get to the. Um, Brogdon situation. So Mark Stein said today about Brogdon when Ben and Skin asked him about Brogdon. He said the Bucks are trying to get off Tony Snell and Ersan Ilyasova to try and keep Brogdon. Uh, he said the Mavericks, it's one of the things they're looking at as far as Brogdon. Uh, they're looking at this whole situation and saying, do we go hard at Kemba or Brogdon? We're to try to go get two solid players. It's the thing we've been talking about over and over again. So the same conversation that we're having, the Mavericks are having right now <laughs> about <laughs> which approach. The same conversation the Lakers are having is, com- well, one of the conversations the Lakers are they having. Got a lot of the other one on is, why don't we have a cap person? Why can't, why can't we just hire Larry? Why King? do we have Rob Palenka? <laughs> <laughs> so um, getting off Tony Snell is exactly what they just did. And that's why Isaac and I, are, our ears perked up as soon as we saw that trade because they're able to trade Tony Snell for... Uh, John Lohr in the 30th pick. And so now the Bucks, the Bucks sent a first round pick with Tony Snell, who Tony Snell doesn't make that much. What's Tony Snell making this year? I thought he was like, it's over 10. Um, yeah. And <laughs> so they sent him to get off of that money. Uh, so talk about how you want to get off the Courtney Lee money. You have to send a first with it, <laughs> right? Isn't that? Yeah. <laughs> and you wouldn't even get off it fully because they had to get John Lohr back. So they get off that money, and they save some, and maybe that opens up enough for them to, to, in their minds, to keep Brogdon and Middleton. We've said all along that they can keep them no matter what. It just depends on how much money they want to pay into the luxury tax. Yeah, I still don't think Brogdon's going anywhere. This is my number one guy. At some point over the next few guys, a uh, few guys, uh, sometime, at some point over the next <laughs> few days, over this next week, uh, Nick and I are going to kind of do a uh, probably like a pyramid or a list type of thing. Hierarchy. Yeah, a hierarchy thing of which guys that we want. And Brockton, I mean, outside of those top names of the Clay, KDs, all those guys, Brockton's been number one for me. It's been, He's been one all along. Like that, I just, he would fit every single check mark uh, in Dallas. And I, I just, but I just don't think Milwaukee's letting him go. And and only and for the main thing of I don't think at this point they can be cheap because you have the the clock is ticking with Giannis. If they didn't have Giannis, I would come I, I would be more um open to the possibility of them saying, Man, I just don't know about the luxury tax. I don't know we could let him leave. You know, we, we might have to let Brogdon, you know, walk. My whole thought process of it is you're not going to get equal value for him on on the market, so you got to match or whatever he gets. Pick. Yeah, yeah. So you got to match whatever he gets. If it, if only for the fact that it's a trade chip come you know February after the you know once December that restriction you know lifts in which you can trade the players that you just signed you know over the off season stuff. So 
I just don't see in any possible any world in which Milwaukee lets Brogdon go. We have been saying on this pod all along, we've both been operating with the assumption of Middleton and Brogdon are going to be Milwaukee Bucks next year. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and they're not OKC either, where they're in a situation where they have these guys and they've paid them so much money, they're into the luxury tax, and they can't even get out of the first round. <laughs> you know, they're not in that situation yeah. either. They, they've won in the playoffs this year. They went, you know, toe-to-toe with, with Toronto, and they were – I mean, they're pretty close to the finals, right? They're like two games yeah. away from the finals. So, and they're in the East. The East is getting weaker. The Celtics just imploded. So, they're in a situation where they could they could easily make the finals next year if Kawhi goes to the Clippers. And so they they have to run it back because this is their time. The same way that the that the Raptors made that risk with Kawhi, and the Bucks should just do everything they can to keep that team together and just run it back. Because I think they just opened up a decent. Uh, a decent amount of more cap space also. So I don't, I think they've been expecting to go on the luxury tax, but to my assumption, I think that this Tony Snell trade opened up some cap room that they could maybe be a player for one of these middle tier guys around the 10 million mark and then go over to sign, you know, the, you know, Middleton Brockton and even keep the cap hold of, uh, of Brooke Lopez. So they had to take back, John Lohr, though, and he makes 9.7. Yeah, but I think it, well, I think it offsets somehow. Well, because you, one, they're getting off the first round pick salary. Right. So you're saving, you're saving about four or five million. Was Tony at, or Snell at 15? He was at 12, I think. Oh. Either way, they should have some cap because the cap hole for Brooke Lopez is only four million. The cap hole for Brockton's only three million. Yeah, that huge. is that's huge. Both of those are huge. Um, so their first order of business is to waive George Hill, because that eighteen million will go down to like the one million. Sad. They'll renounce the cap hole for Miritich because that's at eighteen point seven. So, I mean, then you're looking at the Middleton thing. When the Middleton thing goes through, his capital's at 19.5, but then, you know, he'll have the new deal and all that. But So you hold on to that capital. Chris Middleton's going to get signed very, very last thing they do, right? Yes. Because they're going to sign yes. him, and he's going he's gonna to be making more than that capital. Yeah, so I think they need, they'll probably go out shopping. They'll have to go out shopping first with their cap space. Keep the cap holds for Lopez, Brogdon, and Middleton. See what they can get, and we don't know. I mean, they've been trying to offload Ilyasova from you know some of the reports too. I think I think it was Stein who said that also. So could they you know could they use a couple seconds or whatever to offload Ilyasova? We don't know, and then it opens up more cap for him. Would you want Ilyasova? In Dallas, yeah. no. Yeah, me either. He was not good last year. No, no, pass. <laughs> Not good. Other things that Mark Stein said. Uh, he talked about you know the, the Mavericks discussing whether they want to go all in on a Kemba or a Brogdon, but he also said that if Kemba does decide to leave Charlotte, the one team that Charlotte is worried about losing you know Kemba Walker to is the Mavericks. Spicy. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I mean, the Mavericks have been yeah. I mean, the Mavericks like Kemba. They've been interested in Kemba. It, honestly, everything just comes down to what Charlotte's gonna you know, Charlotte's gonna offer Kemba. If they offer the supermax, I don't even think it's gonna be a discussion. I don't. He's gonna John Snow it and say, "I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't think he's throwing an eighty million. I don't want if, it." If Charlotte comes low balling for four years, 
Donnie. Donnie. Um, we'll see. I don't know how this. Kimba Walker. I, I mean, Kimba Walker could sign at twelve. You know, six oh one for the Supermax <laughs> in Charlotte and a back. Okay, yeah, cool. Or he could take some meetings and then sign with Charlotte again. I, you know, we'll see how that plays out. He also, Mark Stein mentioned, Patrick Beverly is high on the Mavericks list. And yeah, I think he, he said he said, like he said that fifteen million would be the high end of what what Patrick Beverly would make. He would be surprised if Patrick Beverly made that much. So that was a little. I honestly weird. think he lands at around twelve a year. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, yeah, I mean, we love Pat Beverly. I mean, and I think the Mavericks do too. I mean, we did have a front office member make an appearance on this pod like three or four weeks ago, and when she said that, and talking about team building, uh, and he mentioned guys by name, like, man, you got to have the, the tough nosed guys of the Montez Heralds of the world, the Patrick Beverly's of the world, and uh, you know, he mentioned JJ Barea and or Jose Barea. Yeah, and, he called him Jose. <laughs> Jose uh, so, Jose, Jose, Jose. Yeah, you can leave that at that, I guess. So, there you go. Anything else that you want to bring up from today? Um, Stein was completely against D'Angelo Russell in Dallas. I uh, just didn't think it would fit at all, but he's been pretty open that he's not a fan of the Kimba fit in Dallas uh, either. Um, which I, I mean, I could kind of get on both sides, but no, it's, it's, it's crazy at this point. I mean, it, it feels like stuff happens every day at this point and, uh, today's draft day. I, it, what could happen over, you know, the course of the draft is going to be, get wild. Could stuff happen before the draft? I mean, what happens with that fourth pick? I mean, tonight, that's going to be huge. What what does the Pelicans do with that pick? Do they trade down some? Do they take the pick? I honestly, I really don't think that they'll they'll draft somebody at four. I think, I mean, if worse comes to worse, they can't land somebody really good with that fourth pick. I think they at least move down and get some other assets. Um, I'm just curious of where some of these guys go. I I love I love DeAndre Hunter. You know that I love Brandon Clark, and that's my guy in this draft. Uh, I'm super hyped for him. I think Bull Bull is one of the biggest question marks. Uh, if I think Boston takes a swing at him with one of their picks, Mike Schmidt said that he could be the most talented player in the draft. He's he's unbelievable. Like his talent is unreal. I just don't. Uh, it's just it's gonna be wild if who convinces themselves to take if a team without multiple first takes a swing at him. I'll, I'll be super interested at that. But that should be a Celtics um, pick. Yeah, yeah, that's why I think I think the Celtics will swing at that if they keep you know some of their picks. Cam Reddish, I'm super interested. Like, if he went five to Cleveland, I wouldn't be shocked. I think it would shock a lot of people, but he has. I think he has one of the his wide range of outcomes. I think Nasir Little could go higher than some people expect. I could see Little go like to Washington at nine, and I think it would be a little higher than some people think. Um, it's just gonna be. I, once you get past like lot, I mean, even in into the late lottery and in the twenties, it's just I mean, whoever likes whoever at that point. There are so many wings. Even Memphis getting that twenty third pick and that Conley deal, I mean, they're gonna go out and get a decent you know wing <laughs> at twenty three that is gonna be a shooter probably. I mean, like Cam Johnson on that Memphis team would be great alongside John ja, ja Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. and 
Yeah, well, obviously, see, I mean, uh, the newest edition of everything for the Mavericks is going to happen tomorrow night. If, you know, they draft somebody at 37, tomorrow night we're going to be on this pod talking about whatever you know player it is, and we'll see who that next Mavericks is. It, it, do you have a question? I was going to throw a last question at you. Nick Claxton, we did a second-round profile on him, and apparently he's getting – uh, he's getting brought into the green room. He's an invite to the green room now. His stock has risen so much. So the center from Georgia, that's uh, that's fascinating to me. He is on the rise. I'm super hyped to see where he goes. Uh, all right, last our last pod before the draft. At pick 37, did Dallas Mavericks select? You got to pick one player, and I'll pick one player. We'll just see if it's just a shot in the wind. They trade it, and they don't select anyone. <laughs> That's if been, they do stay my, put. That's been my feeling the whole time. But if they keep it, um, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this for Mavs draft. They're picking Lewis King. Okay, Lewis King at 37. They're picking him. I'm gonna go with somebody we didn't even do a profile on. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Terrence Davis, shooting guard out of Ole Miss, a senior. Um, could be a Brunson type of guy, but. So I picked Terrence Davis. You take Lewis King. We'll see. There, if yeah, we did a ton of second round profiles last week. I would love Admiral Schofield on I this team. I feel like we did. How many do we do? We did nine, ten profiles, Possibly. maybe more than that. I feel like we didn't even get to like a fourth of, yes. <laughs> of the profiles we could have done. I mean, looking at all these names on these mock drafts, there's just so many. Like, there's guys I haven't even heard of yet. <laughs> Right. Yeah. They just guys that are rising up into the second round and falling back into the second round. And is it going to be? So many, is it going to yeah. be Terry Harris? Is is scary Terry Harris going to make it into the Mavs draft room? I mean, are we making a call to, to Tobias's brother today? There, there's just so many different routes. Like what these picks could go. Could they go with a, a high upside pick uh, with a super young guy like a Taylor Taylor Horton Tucker if he falls there? A Darius Baisley, mm. super young guys that might take time. Or could they go with somebody, uh, an older guy that they think can be good, but not might not be playing right now, like uh, Chuma Okiki, somebody like that. What do you like, think oh, about? You wait on what do you think about the risk of uh, of Ajante Porter? Because he his talent, he was supposed to be like a top ten talent, but the injury stuff has dropped him pretty far. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know how I'd feel about. It. I mean, I guess if it's. If you're getting him at that, would you view him kind of like a bowl bowl to where if he falls at 37, you just feel like you got to take him at that point? I'm just not for sure. You know, I think I would lean towards I just want a wing at that spot uh, yeah. instead of a, another big. But And the fact that there's just a ton of wings uh, there. Is there any player that is mocked around where the Mavericks are that you'd be disappointed if they drafted them? Oh, my gosh. Disappointed? Um, I know they... We're at a workout for Shamari Pons. I'm not the biggest fan of him. <laughs> but, no, I mean, I don't guess so. There's not – I mean, okay, I will say this. I liked him in college, and he's super exciting. I just don't – Carson Edwards. Yeah, I just wouldn't – You, don't want, I would you need, don't want another point guard. Yeah, yeah. No, because we just have Brunson and – I mean, we're bringing back JJ, and we're just where in the heck would he fit with that? 
and all of that. I just he I would just fit. Want a wing he guy. would fit exactly perfect. Carlisle would finally get his three guard lineups that he loves. His his three six foot and under point guards. He you just love it. He would go all in. <laughs> I'm calling it. It's a lock. They're picking Carson Edwards. He su- okay. I saw a tweet today that he Carson Edwards weighs like two hundred and some two hundred and ten yeah, yeah. pounds or something. <laughs> He's listed at he's listed at two hundred pounds and Bol Bol is two hundred and eight pounds. Yes, and Carson Edwards is six foot tall. And uh <laughs> Bol Bol yeah. is seven two. He's fourteen <laughs> yeah, inches taller. <laughs> there's like a couple pounds difference between the two. He's super fun. He's super exciting. I think he could be um a good piece off the bench for for a team, but I just that would, if I had to pick somebody, that'd be that. Interesting. Is the is the Luca is the Luca dream, the double Luca dream, is it gone? Uh, I would lean against that, but looks like he's going would, too high. That would be so annoying to do with. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's like if Maxi's name was Dirk, right? If like Dirk Kleba yeah. came into the, the team, that would just it'd be more annoying than it I would mean, be he like would Kleba. honestly just have to change his name completely to a I we'd mean, have to call have him have Sim- Simanich or Simonich. We'd have to call him that. We would never get to call him Luca. <laughs> I was gonna go with a different nickname for his last name, but <laughs> what's his what's his nickname? No, I can't. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> no, no. I'm no. literally everyone listening and me all want you to go there now. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh, the draft tonight. Not we'll as be good, back Luca. After. What, was, what, was your, what was your name gonna be? No, it was a, a nickname that goes with his last name. Samanich. Samanwich. No, I'd call him Samanwich. <laughs> I want some sandwich, uh, please. <laughs> um, we'll be uh, we'll be recording make right the after joke. the draft. No, I'm not gonna make the joke. Make the joke. <laughs> we'll be recording right after Come the on, draft. No, none night. of your youth group kids are <laughs> listening. Make the joke. <laughs> that, that's actually a lie. <laughs> that's actually a lie. Shout out to Bates. <laughs> uh, we'll uh, yeah. We'll be talking all about who they, whoever they draft tomorrow night, whatever trades. Um, you'll have you'll have a pod tomorrow night after the draft for sure. There you go. We'll be back right after the draft. As soon as the draft ends, Isaac and I will start recording. Or as soon as the Mavs pick, how about that? We'll do it as soon as the Mavs pick, and probably by the end of the draft, you'll have a pod. Unless they trade back in. Ooh. Oh yeah, we've done that before. <laughs> we always think they're going to trade back in or buy a pick, and they never do. I feel like they got back in and got Costas or Race Balding. They had, I think they had that pick and they traded down yeah. and got two. That's true. We freaking got Race Balding last year. I love Race Balding. Somebody in Race Balding's camp sent me a, a highlight clip of his in the How's he in doing? The gym. Hey, man, he looks good. I like Ray. He's always looked good, though. He is good. Give him a chance. Well, I can't. The Mavs didn't, so. I was super bummed that we let him go. I actually think, you, yeah. Anyway, do you think there's any implications for Costas and Macon with this 37th pick? (laughs) I don't know about Macon. (laughs) We've we've completely, I think we've ignored the Costas and Macon storyline the entire season. (laughs) Because they kept the same two guys on his two way contracts and we just never seen them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we saw Macon every now and then, I guess, but just keep developing Costas. More co- I wish he could be on the roster. I know. I want more Costas in my life. Me too. Me too. He tweeted the eyes emoji because Giannis did today. Hmm. Who knows? What does that mean? Who knows? I'm ready. So, all right. Costas, there you go. Ter- That's Terry our- Harris. 
<laughs> That's the two ways. Costas and Terriers. The pan the two way panderers. See if I have any brothers. That's what the Mavs should do. They should re they should rename the Texas Legends the 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 Frisco Panderers and their their mascot is a panda. And they just take everyone's brothers. Everyone's brothers. You take. All right. Could you form a starting five? Seth Curry, Costas, now, Terry. Seth's too good for the for the D League. Not D-League. the D League, but like if you rolled out an actual lineup in the preseason. Let's say preseason of brothers that Seth. aren't as good. Seth, Costas, Terry, Jaleel Cousins, Who, <laughs> Jaleel Cousins. Who <laughs> else? We need somebody else, right? Um, I mean, one of the holidays, Robin Lopez. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> let's just say Justin Holiday. I think, oh yeah. Well, who's better? Oh, apparently, if the the Pacers wouldn't trade Mike Aaron Holiday for Mike Conley, he's the better one. So yeah, Justin Holiday, Taylor Griffin. Taylor, remember Taylor Griffin, Blake's brother, oh who's on the yes. Clippers. Nick Wiggins. Can we get Nick Wiggins in the house? Are we sure he's not better? Than- <laughs> <laughs> what other brothers can we get? I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, could we get? We could just get uh, Thanias and Alex too, right? That's true. The the other Antetokounmpo's son of the whole dang family, the Freaklings. Just get all of them. All right, I'm done with this pod. There you go, guys. That's our thoughts on the draft, all the Stein stuff, the Mike Conley trade, Al Horford, and Space Jam Two. More importantly, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.